Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. That's the second time it's gone off. They never go home, they never go home, they never go home, those, those, those boys. That's... Yeah, they have asked for that, really. France are going to the World Cup, get over This fellow Ronaldo is a cop. Boom, 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 it fouls. Boom, 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 it yellow card. Nah, it's actually bollocks out. I'll have to ask you to mind your language. And I suggest you shut up and show more football. Good lad. I don't throw teacups. It's not my style. I think I've got a throw punches. What you doing down here, you surely man? <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Irish Times second captain's football podcast. Owen and Murph here in Dublin. Hello there, Owen. We're going to be checking with Ken en route to Sarajevo in just a couple of minutes. But uh, forgot we had that bit of Roy Keane in there mm. <laughs> in the intro clip. I wonder, will he be as philosophical if Ireland are robbed by one of the most controversial decisions of all time over the next couple of legs? Mm. Look, we're not going to France. Get over it. Get over it. Uh, sure, Ed and Dzeko just punched the ball into the goal. Everyone saw it. He gloated afterwards. It was the only goal of a tense 180 minutes of football. He Get over around, it, Ireland. He hung around Darren Randolph like a bad smell. He'll find a way to blame Shay Given. Well, my goalkeeper was injured. <laughs> I mean, I'm looking for my goalkeeper there. Uh, I'm not going to lie, Murph. I'm not feeling great about the uh, next couple of days. No, no. Um, you? I think when we when the draw was made, it was like, meh, Bosnia. Bosnia. I don't know that much about them. Yeah, I mean, but they we can't can, be we that can good. handle Bosnia, surely. And then... Uh, as the drip feed of information about Bosnia and their came recent victories, <laughs> their recent swirl of victories. I mean, I've, I remember hearing, "Oh well, they lost to Cyprus." You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. How, how good can uh, how good can Bosnia be? And then you kind of look a little deeper to that and realize they've changed their manager, and their manager has inspired them to go on a run. And yeah, I'm not I'm not feeling amazing, Owen, but I you know we you know uh, hope abides. It's okay though, Murph. We've got a lot of well, we have some fit bodies. I don't. God knows who our second choice goalkeeper is now, Murph, because I didn't know much about Darren Rand- Randolph until a couple mm. of weeks ago. He's now number one. Rob Elliott gone. It's funny you start caring about Rob Elliott all of a sudden. It's like he was brilliant against you because you can't deny us him, Steve McLaren. And Rob Elliott's gone. Kieran Westwood's now gone. Mm. So we're, uh, who's our number two? Uh, a man called Henderson. Ah, yeah. Well, there's always been some. There's always been two Hendersons. Uh, we we need we need a Henderson in our team. <laughs> we do. And thankfully, a uh, glut of <laughs> goalkeeping injuries has uh, given Henderson his chance. All right, uh, well, let's remind ourselves of some very recent, very happy times in Irish football. And Randolph sends it long. That's his kind of size. Shane Long. Shane Long's in behind the defence. Shane Long against Moyer. Super 
and Ernie, you're in, you're en route to Sarajevo. Uh, where are you exactly? I'm in Heathrow Airport, Alan. Heathrow Airport. Uh, this, is, this is one of how many flights today, Ken? I've completed the first of three flights. Uh, the second flight is pretty soon, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I don't know where it is in Heathrow Airport. <laughs> it's quite small. That. The great thing about Heathrow Airport is it's very <laughs> it's compact. compact. It's a very compact yeah. airport, so you should be fine, yeah. Ken. So I'm going to Zagreb then, Owen, and then I'm going to Sarajevo from Zagreb. Um, Hold on, three flights just to get to Sarajevo, and the match is about an hour and a half away from Sarajevo. Well, it, tur- it turns out there isn't like a Ryanair Orient Express to Sarajevo, you know. Uh, for some reason, that route isn't, um, isn't considered to be worth setting up a direct. I mean, maybe they should. It's a nice maybe, city. I've know. been there, Ken. It's a, it's a great city. I think definitely they should set something up there. Oh, you've been there, have you? No, I was in Sarajevo there visiting a friend who worked there about a year, year and a half ago. Uh, so what you make of it, Ed? I liked it, Ken. I liked it. I'll send you on my recommendations. Uh, it's nice, nice old sort of... Uh, McDonald's and Filthy McNasties. I could, I could summarise um, Owen's uh, recommendations uh, for you right now. No, nice kind of, tur- uh, I think, uh, Turkish influence, sort of old town. It's very, it's incredible. The... Um, I'm not quite sure if there's quite the uh, the the you know mix, mix, level of mixed nationalities that there were uh, and ethnicities um, 20, 30 years ago before all the trouble. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah. there still is there is still that element to it that it's this sort of hodgepodge. East meets West, Ken. It's called the Istanbul. Yeah. It's called the Istanbul of the something. But I can't quite remember what it is. <laughs> the, the, end Balkans? Of the Balkans. The Istanbul of the Balkans. I'm going to go with Ken. All right, okay. <laughs> As opposed to the Istanbul, which is just over in the, right beside the Balkans. Yeah. Where it's always been. Um, it's look, not the Istanbul blogs. I know what it is. I'm looking forward to going there. I mean, it's not a. It's not actually where the game is at all. The game is in Zenitsa, which is like, uh, you know, about an hour away or so. Um, but uh, there doesn't seem to be that many places to stay in Zenitsa. And to be honest, Alan, I wanted to stay in Sarajevo because I've never been there. So, you know, that's why I'm going to stay there. I'm let's, just going to go back and forth to Zenitsa. Let's talk football, Ken. And do you share myself and Murph's <laughs> rather pessimistic outlook thus far? Yeah, I do. Ugh. But I mean, that's, but, you know, it's just a defense mechanism, really, isn't it? Mm. I mean, I'm literally going there with like zero hope. And I've, I've already accepted defeat. So nothing that can happen, you know, nothing that can happen from this point on can disappoint me. Well, I mean, there are, there's still things that can disappoint me, I suppose. But uh, a delay you know, in your flight is going to disappoint you for a start. Well, I actually wouldn't mind my second flight being... Well, no, if my second flight is delayed, then I'll miss the third flight. So, yeah, that would disappoint me. Now, third flight uh, delay, we could, you, pro- you could probably handle, to be honest. Yeah, third flight delay, third flight delay would be all right. Um, but I'm just, you know, I'm looking, I'm looking forward to the game with zero expectation. Uh, I don't believe that Ireland are better than Bosnia. They definitely aren't. And uh, Bosnia are pretty strong at home. And I'm just hoping that Ireland get out of there without too much of a pounding so that the game on Monday is uh, still somewhat relevant to our lives. Is, um, is, what you, is what you found out about Bosnia the main thing that's uh, creating this pessimism or the glut of injuries and suspensions from an Irish point of view? Well, kind of both. Like, I mean, Ireland have, have, are missing really important players. I mean, Walters is, is maybe the biggest um, He's been our best player by here. a mile in this qualification campaign. Yeah, he's playing really well. He's playing really well for us as well as the club. Um, we don't have anyone really who can replace him. I mean, we now have the strikers in our squad. The available strikers are Robbie Keane, who our manager thinks is nearly 50 years old. 
closer to 50 than 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 35 <laughs> or whatever, whatever it was. Uh, right now he he said closer to 37 than 27. Even though Robbie Keane's actual age is 35, um, and his last competitive goal was against was I think two years ago against Kazakhstan. Uh, that's if you discount the ones against Gibraltar, which frankly. Uh, we won't do for the purposes of his international goal tally. Why, we, why should we do that? But in terms of a credible opposition, Kazakhstan are the last, you know, semi-credible opposition he scored against. Uh, then there's Kevin Doyle, whose last competitive goal was also against Kazakhstan a year earlier, uh, 2012. Uh, he's now a kind of a Denver Broncos fan. Uh, you know, he's on. He was tweeting, going to the Denver Broncos game, wearing a Denver Broncos little outfit, cap and stuff, and it looks like he's having a really nice time in Colorado. At the same time, he hasn't exactly been in, like, Cristiano Ronaldo, like, goal-scoring form. And then we've got Tara Murphy, who's never scored a competitive goal for under, or indeed any kind of goal. Is that true? I don't yeah, think I don't think he scored a goal, which is kind of strange, because, um, well, he's a striker who scored a lot of goals last year for Ipswich, just scored a hat-trick at the weekend. Has uh, you know he's not he's not world beater, but he's a guy who scores is a good championship level striker can score a lot of goals, and yet has yeah. never got one for Ireland. We're getting we're getting the John Aldridge territory territory with him now. Maybe he's due one on. He could be due one. That hat trick on the weekend. You know, I mean, I remember what Mick McCarthy saying, "Your sister or whatever, you're now um, Ms. Murphy uh, can." Exit stage left and let Daryl get on with the business of plundering goals. Oh yeah, people mightn't have seen that. Yeah, so Mick McCarthy <laughs> was like, "Mick, wasn't that great that Daryl scored a hat trick?" And Mick McCarthy says, "Yeah, I've told him he doesn't have to send his sister to play instead of him, like he's been doing for the last few weeks or something like that." And yeah. everyone said, uh, "Okay, Mick." Uh, Mick, well, we're not sure, Mick. That might be a bit sex. We might lose our job. <laughs> <laughs> so. Um, yeah, I, I, I guess it would probably be Murphy who starts, because he's the guy who's kind of playing consistently at the highest level of our three available strikers. That said, you know, I don't know, maybe Robbie Keane, who knows? Would it be, um, would Martin O'Neill turn to Robbie Keane's experience or Daryl Murphy's, you know, championship level fact that he plays for a team in the championship? A lot. Well, it's funny because they were the journalists. Yes, I seem to be asking Robbie Keane about management. You know, they were they, they put it to. <laughs> did, did, why are you laughing at the bit, Robbie Keane management? Just, he's uh, still playing. I mean, that's moved checked. on. Yeah, yeah. Like, not, not the game. I was like, oh, so uh, well, how is your management career going? <laughs> Have you done your B license? Hey, I mean, how how are you? But like, Martin O'Neill was being asked about his contract situation, and mm-hmm. he was saying, yeah, Martin O'Neill was making it very clear. Look, I, I like this job. You know, I think I'd like. To, I think I'd like to do another two years of this highly paid and not massively labour intensive work, and uh, you know, without There's huge a lot expectations. Of brain work. Yeah, There's a lot of brain work involved. Down, yeah. There is a lot of brain work. Yeah, and it was put to Robbie Keane. Uh, well, Robbie, you know, should Martin get the contract, the manager that you want to pick you uh, on in a couple of nights' time, sitting beside you? And Martin goes. Uh, Robbie says, "Yeah, yeah. I mean, it'd be silly not to give Martin a new contract. He's absolutely brilliant." But then I presume that's how they got to ask him about his own management career, and he's like, um, "As I still play, you know, I'm still a pretty good player." And they're like, and they go to him, "Yeah, I know, but do you still think you can contribute at this level?" And he said. I scored 20 goals in 24 games for Galaxy this season, so yes, I do. And then he, he also mentions, he says, uh, where is it? Uh, do you have to remind your manager what you can contribute? I don't think I need to do that, he said. I think 67 goals probably says a little, you know. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Well, look, 67 goals. 
Yeah, it looks pretty good next to Tom Murphy's zero goals, doesn't it? Um, but given that Ireland are probably going to be, <clears throat> I imagine, uh, defending stubbornly defending a, uh, a lead with very little of the ball. No, no, stubbornly defending lead. What am I talking about? Stubbornly defending um, a clean sheet that the clean sheet that they get to start the game with. Um, <laughs> Sorry, is that just a playoff rule? This uh, yeah, starting yeah. with a clean sheet. Is, uh, yeah, do we need to yeah. familiarise ourselves with a raft of new rules? <laughs> you get to start. You get to start the game with a clean sheet, and uh, I think Ireland are going to probably be pegged back a lot in this game. And then maybe Darren Murphy is the kind of player that we are, we're going to need in terms of booting the ball out of defence and hoping that somebody uh, can actually get onto it and hold it for a couple of seconds before it comes back at us. And Darren Murphy is clearly better at that than. Robbie Keane, it's the one area of the game where you can say Darren Murphy, um, a much bigger lad than Robbie Keane, um, and, a, and a marginally younger lad, is uh, it's, one, it's one of the games that he's definitely better at. And it's maybe the area of the game that's going to be most important for our striker uh, tomorrow night. It's funny because with the way Ireland are set up at the moment, I, I'd have no issue at all, nobody would, with them going over there, being totally defensive, trying to scrape a nil-nil, coming back and finishing the job in Dublin, if that was at all possible. But I don't know how well we are set up for that. Ever since the, the latter days of Trapattoni, we've struggled, I think, when we, when we do decide, make this conscious decision, right, we're going to... Either we're going to beat up the other team as we try to do in Scotland against uh, in Glasgow against Scotland, or yeah. we're going to sit back. Our better performances, even under O'Neill, have come say against Poland at home when Poland were the ones who got scored early and sat back a little bit, and we kind of got on the front foot. I mean, maybe like those performances look better because that's what everybody wants to see. But are we not actually better off going over there and trying to get an away goal, maybe win an away game for once in our lives, and not worry about this trying to go over and come back maybe with a one 0 defeat? Well. I mean, I think, I guess that will, that will always be the idea, but you do kind of notice with Ireland is that every time Ireland win a game, it's always 1-0. Mm. You, you never have any other kind of win. <laughs> so uh, it's kind of like, I mean, any any other kind of win that isn't against you after Paul's or whatever. So maybe the most important thing to concentrate on is not letting in a goal. And then maybe a goal will come our way. Maybe we'll get a corner or, you know, a free kick or something along these lines. But the the absolutely crucial thing is not to concede any goals because even if Ireland play really well, they rarely score more than more than one goal in these games. And literally, if they, if, if they ever win a game, it's always 1-0. So I think the nil part of that is the part we, we should focus on and then hope the one, you know. Yeah. We'll be all right on the night. <laughs> Martin O'Neill, does O'Neill, uh, the way the... Uh, wind is blowing at the moment seems to suggest that he's going to get a new contract regardless that's certainly what he seems to think is it fair enough should should we be waiting until we see what happens over these two legs I think it is fair enough to be honest um, I think I mean you wouldn't say necessarily that he's done an amazing job but I do think it's got better as it's gone on um, I mean I think that the well obviously the, the result against Germany was uh was brilliant. I mean, it's the best result Ireland has had for, you know, at least since they beat Holland in 2001, at least, uh, in, you know, that long. That's that's an important uh, victory. Um, I mean, the results against Scotland and Poland were disappointing. But I kind of feel that the performances this year were better than last year. So if that kind of trend continues, then yeah, you know. And I mean, then, you've, you know, if, if you were to... 
there's also kind of a, maybe a paucity of alternatives to an extent. I mean, if you were to say, oh, Martin O'Neill, you know, we got to the playoffs, that's not good enough, you know, you're gone. You know, where do you go from there? I mean, are you, would Brendan Rodgers take the job? I mean, Ooh, interesting. Would Brendan Rodgers Interesting for you. I'd say, on his, I'd say you'd enjoy on that. his level? I don't know. I mean, uh, I don't know if it, you're looking around, then maybe you look at Roy Keane and say, well, maybe Roy, but Roy Keane's kind of in this curious position then of having been the assistant of a manager who is deemed not to have um, succeeded, and now he's the manager. You know, that would be a, a kind of a, well, you know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's, it's usually not a good situation. So, yeah, I mean, to be honest, I think, I think probably, yeah, I mean, you know, maybe given the, given the slight improvement that, the, that I think there's been, Another campaign would see would see that happen again. I mean, I don't I don't think this has been a really disappointing campaign. You know, the, there are some campaigns where you just know that the manager's finished at the end of it. You know, you just know that okay, well, that's the manager Dylan, that he can't really recover from this. Nobody believes in him anymore, and I don't think that's happened uh, in this. Well, no, but this is I mean, only I'm, it's only his first campaign. Though. That's the other thing. It, it seems it, it feels like Martin Lee has been managing this team for ten years. There was the whole year where we didn't play any important <laughs> yeah. games. Yeah, we haven't even, the job, we haven't even finished there. his first campaign. I do know what you mean. You know, certainly with McCarthy, those first couple of games after the World Cup were just so the atmosphere was just too toxic. There's a million things going on with that one. Staunton, yeah, with, with Staunton, but after the first couple of games, you knew this. Was, yeah, this was yeah, work, yeah. With, I mean? with O'Neill, I think you're right. It, it just feels sort of uninspiring. But maybe this is the wrong conversation to be having, considering we could be talking on Monday on, on Tuesday morning. <laughs> Having just qualified yeah. for the Euros. The magic of Martin. The magic of Martin. Yeah, we might need to hold fire and all that. Just, uh, we are going to talk to Richie in a minute now about, he's been watching a lot of Bosnia in their qualifying campaign. But I'm going to put it to you, Ken, that we should mm-hmm. be as worried about Ed and Dzeko as we were about, as we were going to be about Zlatan Ibrahimovic if we had to play Sweden. The most underrated player in Europe, Ken. There you go. Ed and Dzeko. Oh, yeah, well, I mean, Ed and Dzeko is... He's amazing. Playing. Yeah. <laughs> Why are you so impressed with Ed and Jack? Well, every time I see, every time I ever saw him play for Man City, maybe bar the the early stages, uh, once he's settled in there, I just thought this guy's superb, and he had that, he had that mentality. I know, he, well, by all accounts, he can be a bit of a moaner and a little bit of an egotist behind the scenes, but certainly on the field, he knew he wasn't yeah. number one. He has probably had his whole life being number one. He, anytime he got it, anytime he had a chance, he just impressed me with whether it's off the bench or whether it's starting a game. Uh, just pretty much everything about him. There's something, and also I suppose I've been reading his background and didn't realize that he's one of the few players who actually grew up in Bosnia. As in, he grew up right in the middle of everything in Sarajevo. This is nothing to do with football. I was just quite struck by this that he, you know, he's out playing football with his mates, and his mum calls him in, and two minutes later, his mates are all killed by a bomb. You know, this kind of mad stuff. I was quite intrigued by that, that he, the likes of Begovic and these guys actually moved away or luckily for them were taken away to relatives in other countries, but he lived right through the siege and all that kind of stuff. Anyway, that's that's a, a side issue with regards to the football. I just think he's, I just think he's he never, was never considered great in English football, but I thought it was strange of City to let him go and I think he can do a serious damage. Yeah, no, he definitely can. Um, I am a little bit worried uh, about him, um, I think if he was an Irish player, he would 100% be uh, would would 100% be starting. Put it that way, uh, ahead of Daryl Murphy or Robbie Keane uh, or Kevin Doyle. Um, yeah, but not, but but not the most underrated good. player in Europe. <laughs> no, I wouldn't, wouldn't quite go that far. But um, yeah, he is. Uh, 
He's an excellent, uh, excellent player. All right. Well, listen, Ken, give us uh, I don't know if your next flight to catch now, so give us a quick prediction. 2-0 uh, to Bosnia. 2-0 to Bosnia. Yeah. Can you say 1-0 at least? Two, uh, Can we talk you down to 1-0? Can we one? talk you down to 1-0 to Bosnia so we have some interest in the second leg? Uh, no, it's, uh, it's, it's definitely 2-0. Uh, definitely two two right. Ken, have a safe flight. Okay, thanks very much. All right, that's, that's good manners. A number of players have played, but they're still in the squad. I wonder, did you speak to any of them before deciding to accept the job? No, absolutely not. No, 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 obviously none of their business. You know what I was going to do. It's a ridiculous question. <laughs> we want to win football matches. There's nothing to tame, you know, some sort of animal, you know what I mean? Um, you obviously don't know Martin as well as you think you do. He makes me look like, what a Teresa. You know, he's a... Um, <laughs> I don't know. We want to win football matches. We've had a lovely few days. The hotel's been lovely. The food's been excellent. Training ground is lovely. No potholes. Uh, we've had footballs. It's been great. Bibs, everything. It's been major progress. And we want to win football matches. He really wasn't biting on that 1 0, Murph, was he? No. No matter how hard we tried. I mean, I thought he was going to increase it to three for a second, three nil defeat. Yeah, it's kind of like a punishment to us <laughs> for even suggesting <laughs> that there's a chance that Ireland wouldn't lose this game two nil. Richie Satter's in studio. Richie, how are you? Oh, I'm glad to be here to clarify that the obscenity I used in the last podcast was not direct. <laughs> <laughs> you are not, you not a phenomenal a dickhead. Phenomenal dickhead. No? I, I did not. I, uh, the phrase was used in the hypothetical scenario if that if me and you in a debate. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're, we're at you know loggerheads and yeah. I was to come out with a phrase like Owen what level have you played at yeah, show us your medals in that scenario I Richie would be the phenomenal dickhead <laughs> <laughs> but you know it's too late now no, nobody got ever a lot hears of traction, nobody ever hears saying, the yeah. clarification I mean I, 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 on Twitter actually I, I've got various different reactions to it and one was like you're correct. Oh, hilarious calling McDevitt a phenomenal dickhead. <laughs> Another fellow got on to me, oh, I love the way Richie called JT a phenomenal dickhead. <laughs> How have Cer- I done that? Certainly someone's a phenomenal dickhead. It turns out that you were the phenomenal dickhead, but... And I was actually... You, well, you have now just called Richie a phenomenal dickhead. Well, no, I was just clarifying for the benefit of the listeners. The hypothetical Richie, Richie if Richie had... Yeah. yeah, hypothetical Richie's a phenomenal dickhead. When <laughs> Real I, Richie's great. When yeah. I actually said it... Last week, I remember when, we, when the recording finished, I looked at you all kind of sheepishly said, you know, have I gone too far with that phrase? Will that have to be cut? You've used it about 16 times what, already. For what, for for yeah. <laughs> it's the greatest phrase that we've heard for, for the entire... It is. I mean, it, the, the next time I need to insult someone, I'm just... Phenomenal dickhead is the only two words I need to, I need in the, the okay, vocab. It, it works. Thanks for clarification. You enjoyed Richie Tell on the TV show last night? I did. I was hugely impressed with him. I, I've kind of met him a few times over the last few months um, and I've seen his interviews... And he does something which is noticeably different from the majority of footballers, particularly Irish footballers, I've, I've, I've heard in the past. He, he, he's, he just comes forward and says how good he believes he is. Um, and there aren't many, certainly football players, that are prepared to do that. I remember when I was first linked, like he sat on the couch last night, live TV, and declared that he was as good as any of the Irish squad and he was good enough to play. Yeah. I don't know, that wasn't his exact phrase, but he said, you know, I'm good enough to play for the Irish squad. Yeah, he was really clear on that right now. Very clear. Not, not after a year of playing yeah. in England. I, I don't have to go to England to prove it. I know what I've done. I know how hard I work. And if I was to get called up now, I'd do a job. Like, I remember when I was first asked those questions all those years back, I was so bashful. I was like, oh, well, you know, shucks, you know, it's... 
you know, you, you look at the you look at the performances from the players who are currently in the squad, and they've been playing at a much higher level than me, and they've been playing higher than me for a long, long time. And you know, it's nice to even be asked, but you know, if Mick calls me, you know, God, I'll go and I, I'd be grateful. But you know, it's all about Millwall for me, and that's the kind of answer you expect from most people. And and if you give any other answer, it's, and it's the kind of answer you're you're, you're giving praise for, because. I remember again, and, and a load of other Irish lads who went over, the thing you don't want to be accused of is, you know, he's changed. Mm-hmm. Okay, he, he's, he's gone big time. And, and, and a, a, a phrase that a load of people love hearing is, you know, the best thing I can say about him, him is he hasn't changed at all since he's gone over. So is this, again, I don't know whether it's an Irish thing or what, but it's people think you've got to be humble and you've got to play yourself or put yourself down. Do people not think you... In a dressing room, this you, guy's get gone over to you get swallowed up in a dressing room if you're like that. And I think it's a great yeah. attitude. If Richie Tell, his technical ability is obvious. He's fit as a fiddle. He's really strong. But his attitude could really take him far. Do, you, do, do people... If, I, if I'm, say, 18, 19 years of age and one of my mates goes over to England to play football, I, I wouldn't mind him changing a small bit. Yeah. You know, come on, but you know, come back and like... The, the, this is the, the point is I'm mates with this guy who's over being a professional footballer you're just happy that you're mates with him yeah yeah I'm gonna, I'm just, he can be as egotistical as he wants <laughs> you're on his coattails for life yeah yeah exactly yeah I don't know you, you, you have found out that people is, is that a self-censorship though do you think like, is, that, is that more in your say when you were 19 or whatever, is that more in your own head that possibly I, I think I, maybe I was a I, bit too self-conscious like a bit you know when you come back I mean I doubt anyone was actually going Richie, well, certainly to your face, for saying you've gone a bit big time and all this kind of stuff. Yeah, but I think I, I regularly would have had people kind of check in with me on the whole. Like they would, they would acknowledge that I hadn't changed, or oh, really? Yeah, yeah. This thing of bringing you down to earth. Yeah, you know, or keeping your feet on the ground. Yeah, that's the phrase. Do you know, you know the phrase. Yeah, oh, I've load of people around me that if I got notions, you know, they'd, they'd be quick to tell me. You actually had those people? Oh, of course. Yeah. I always thought that was well, just... Yeah, well, I actually, exactly. do you know, I'd have made a mind. I, God, I don't know if I should say I will say it anyway. I made a mind. You don't have to name him. Oh, I'd love to name him, but I shouldn't. First name? Connor. <laughs> so everyone I know now knows <laughs> who I'm talking Connor, about. Connor, yeah, yeah. We, we, we were in... Phenomenal dickhead, Connor. <laughs> <laughs> we, were in a, we were in a kebab shop on the way home from a nightclub, and he, you know, we, drinking had started a good while earlier, and uh, we were standing there waiting on our order, and he punched me, in the like a full-on punch in the cheek, and I was just taking him out. He says, "Who's that for?" And he said, uh, "That's because he keep getting injured." And then the second punch, he punched me a second time. Again, full-on. Pu- I'm standing there going, "How am I meant to react to this drunken clown in front of me?" Now I'm not sober at this stage either. But he punched me a second time, and he says, "That's just to make sure you keep your feet in the ground." <laughs> so, Truly, this, there the are, phrase phenomenal dickhead was, was made like, for this man. On that particular night, he acted like a phenomenal dickhead. Yeah, I'm going to say that. There are, now, a lot of people I know now could add, could fill a whole podcast with, with Connor stories. Let's do that. <laughs> <laughs> but well, it's that like, kind of the, thing. What was the point of that, though? You know, like, the, this idea that, uh, that you, if you're told to keep your feet in the ground, that you're going to keep your feet in the ground. You know, I mean, I, I think that... If if you if you get notions about yourself, you're going to get notions about yourself. And a guy saying something to you in a kebab shop, right? Okay, that's that that might not be the most effective, or you strategy. know, or wherever. To be honest, yeah, but it's ah, uh, you do you 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 you're, don't the people around you certainly influence your your behaviour or or have some kind of a yeah. I always they I mu- they I must know. do. I mean, you you experience, must have, yeah, but it's it's almost more subconscious. Yeah, usually. Yeah, you know, of course. Of hang on, do you ever get any digs? Like, oh, look at you now with your TV show. Any any anyone ever commented? 
Not really. Funny enough, being on a TV show uh, doesn't carry the same, oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> same weight as being a professional footballer. <laughs> so I, th- I, I actually don't think so. Like Richie last night, to just have the, the front to sit there. Yeah. When, when in, in, again, to, in terms of his CV compared to the CVs of the people he would be up against to get in the Irish squad, it's, it's, it's very limited. It's, it's, it's not that impressive. It's phenomenally impressive if you're looking at it from a viewpoint of... of, of football in this country and you just stand there going I'm good enough I'll yeah. do a job we're going to I was talking to Michael Conlon a couple of days ago the boxer, world champion amateur boxer first ever, first ever male champion uh, amateur champion for Ireland and he I was really interesting because the first time I interviewed him he was about 17 and he came to the studio and he was just very quiet and shy as, as he would tend to be in that environment now he's 20 what is he 21 now is he only 21 actually yeah I think he is because that was before the last Olympics that sounds about right could be wrong on that. Anyway, he's he's in the meantime he's won an Olympic medal, he's a world champion, he's won Commonwealth gold, all these all these kind of things, and he you would know it. Do you know what I mean? He's sort of changed, and I'm kind of wondering with the, with these people. Do you think say with, with Richie Taylor or Connor, these guys, they're saying that to almost as a positive reinforcement that they want to believe it, or once you've started doing something at whatever level you're doing it at, you actually you just get a, a genuine self confidence. Is there a difference between self confidence and tr- just trying to project something? Do you think? Yeah, the the the, the thing. One element is more staged or artificial, or just for effect. Yeah, and I, the other one is more deeply yeah. felt. I mean, with, with Conlon, I got the sense actually that I I went into that interview thinking maybe because I'd read a couple of recent interviews with him and I had noticed this. Shit, he's, he's gone really into the talking about how great he is, really, and how great he's going to be as a professional boxer. And I thought, what's kind of boxing you sell yourself? This kind. Of, but when I was talking to him, I said, no, there's a steel to this guy. Uh, there's something about him, and there was a, a, a touch that with Richie Tell as well. I, I got the sense that he, he yeah, does believe he should he, be in the. I remember space. seeing one of his interviews in the build-up to the Cup final last week, and he, he he said something complimentary about himself or his performances, and he said, "This isn't this isn't me being big-headed or arrogant. Like I'm I'm just the the way I'm playing. I'm getting the just rewards for the work I put in. Mm. I know I work hard, and like if if you do know him, like the way he lives his life and the way he trains and the way he eats." It's, it's consistent with someone who could go on to play at an elite level. Because, and I think I said this last night. I think that a lot of lads come back from the UK and join the league. And I, I've met loads of them. And their conversation is about, Jesus, the pitches are fairly shy over here, aren't they? Or, or what about the FAI? They haven't a clue what they're doing. And you know, training's a bit shabby. We're only three nights a week. And there's no backroom staff or the, the bibs or the balls. It's... It's the conditions, the circumstances, it's other people. It's, you know, the environment isn't right and that's what they're focusing on. You're looking at them going, well, like, look at, look at your physique, like, look at your, your work rate, look at how you're living your life. And they don't take it on themselves that they have to do it. Richie's done it superbly. Yes. Like, you saw him, like, he took his top off at the top yeah, cup final. He's in shape. great nick, he's in good shape. Like, he, 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 li- he lives his life like yeah, a Yeah, well, he's, he's, he is, he's in good nick, you know. But you can, as I said last night, you know, <laughs> I would just hope that you know, if I got too huge, too muscly, that someone would say something to me, you know, and that's not taking me down a peg. That's no. just for my own, my own health. I think we would. Someone you know, would that if I got too huge. A friend like Connor, for example. Yeah, would Connor would punch, punch me in the face. That's say, forgetting you're too, too mu- Murph, you're too ripped, you know. Yeah. Uh, and the second punch I then is just a warning yeah. shot. Everyone, like, Connor's getting a bit bad press here. Everyone well, he could like a phenomenal do. Dick at that well, yeah, everyone, everyone could do with a Connor type figure somewhere in their life. 
Just, not, not just, too close, just, but <laughs> somewhere, <laughs> maybe in the periphery. Yeah. I have Connor in my life now. I'm happy to just leave it at that. Ken says, He's got a safe distance from me now. Ken says 2-0 to Bosnia. You've watched a few of their games. He He's worried. We're worried. Can you? I think you can, you can look at this at, at, at a couple of ways. You, you can look at Bosnia, and I did that during the week, looked at the highlights of all the group games, and, and you look for potential weaknesses. Mm-hmm. And... Like the goalkeeper was the one that jumped out. Like he's had a bit of a howler of a campaign. There's kind of big, big, several mistakes he's made, um, and you can go into that in more detail and, and and look at potential weaknesses. But when you bring it back to us, like imagine they're doing the same, which they will be. Of course, they're looking at the footage from our group, and they might be assessing our squad as it is at the moment. Like our 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 options are starting to look. F- Pretty slim at the moment. Like the, the the players we've got up front, Murphy. So we're left with Daryl Murphy's going to start, presumably. You never know, by the way, with Martin. O'Neill. He could start Kevin Doyle or something. Yeah. He does these weird. He pulls these rabbits out of hat. But then after those two, it's Robbie. Really, again, you're, you know, Colorado Rapids is where Doyle is. Yeah. Um, Murphy has is in single digits in in, t- in the amount of caps he's had. So at this level, he's he's a novice. Yeah. Um, and Robbie, we've spoken about him already. Um, several times he, he's very limited in what he can do I, I don't think he's a serious contender to start the game so we're really really weak in our attacking options um, missing O'Shea missing Walters missing Long our, our fully fit like squad wouldn't fill you with over you wouldn't be overly yep. confident based on what they've done in the group take away the, the, the few of the big hitters um, and You'd be even less confident. Well, it's starting to sound a bit like the rugby, to be honest. The game against yeah. Argentina. The more I think about it, when you name those names, Walters in particular and O'Shea, those two guys are the heartbeat of the team, really. Mm. O'Shea has been a captain for a long time, leader for a long time. Yeah, we, we all know his experience. And Walters, over this campaign in particular, has developed into this guy who is really our leader on the field. He's a, he's yeah. the one guy you can 100% rely on for a 7 it, out of 10. Yeah, it, he, and the, the way that he plays is that he... What he does helps the other players on the team, you know, in a re- just in a really basic way. And then, you, like being at the Germany game, uh, it was just so obvious that everything that we, everything good that we did, came through Johnny Walters. Like every kickout's aimed at him, every long ball, every uh, diagonal is aimed at Johnny Walters, and he's just he's just such a brilliant option for all of the other people in the team. And you just think without him, it's just it's. It's a big, it's a big ask to go to Bosnia and try and get a result without without guys of that caliber. But, but do a team, the rugby team suffered from, they just froze without those guys. There was no communication. Yeah. We all noticed that they weren't talking to each other. Is that an issue for and whatever about the quality of John Walters as a player that they've a couple of those leader type figures not there and we're not exactly blessed with eleven Roy Keynes at the moment as it is. It, like it has to impact it because if it doesn't, then then we've been talking nonsense for years by by using something like experience as a as an asset. Yeah. Um, like I've just kind of said there about Murphy, he hasn't played at this level, and the implication is people who have the ones with sixty, seventy, eighty caps, um, come to the table with a lot more. So it does matter, of course it does. Now O'Neill is probably going to say publicly what he's been saying all week, and he repeated before the game that there's enough in the squad. He believes that we can do a job. Um, all is not lost, but it it, it is looking kind of worrying. Yeah. Is it? Is it but it's a two. It's a two-legged thing, and I don't. I don't think there's anything wrong with going there tomorrow night. Going. Our focus here is to get out of here with a clean sheet. Yeah, is is it is it uh, better for us to have, say, O'Shea and Walters 
well, O'Shea hopefully will, will be back for Monday and Walters will definitely be back. Is it better for us that the first leg is first in that, uh, that our, options have, our options have shrunk to the extent that it, we can play an unbelievably reductive game? I know you're talking that about the going first leg is away, you mean? Yeah, mm. the, the first leg is away yeah. that uh, we don't have the capability in our team to go and win the win the tie over the two legs. We don't have that ability to do it on Friday. So it's probably better to have that game be away, play an unbelievably reductive style, make it horrible to watch, and hopefully get out of there with a nil-all or, or even a one-nil defeat. Yeah, and I think that's probably what we're going to face on Friday night. Like, if you look back at the Germany game, um, I, I think this... The, and by the way, we beat Germany over two legs, 2-1, two just, just a reminder. That is true. Okay, yeah, we did. The, 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 home, <laughs> the home performance... Um, I think this. I think that home performance would probably become like the Paris performance. That uh, with every week or month that passes, the performance will grow and grow and grow, and it, we will remember things that actually yeah. didn't happen. Yeah, and we yeah, will be yeah. crediting players with doing things that they never actually did. But I remember being at halftime in that match, thinking, "God, we, like we have given the ball away so consistently, so cheaply, so often throughout the half. We're absolutely making." No impact on them going forward at all, and we'd conceded a couple of really good opportunities. So, um, the, the 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 that standout result, like the historic standout result, was built on a lot of things that um, you, you you wouldn't go into every game with that as a template. And mm. um, we created very few chances and scored one of them. We conceded a load of really good chances, and our goalkeeper had a great game. So, um, I think we'll have to re- the reproduce the defensive side of that game, which is be very, very... I, I, I don't think we can afford to be cavalier at all going forward. Being, and I don't think we'll expect that. Are you being a little bit negative about that Germany performance, the performance against Germany? I, of course I had chances, but you literally cannot play Germany and not concede a good mm. few chances. I actually thought in that first half... I mean, we weren't, we weren't great. And the first was, half ever, hour was very poor. First 20 Ireland. minutes or so yeah. was... Well, it's very poor, but it's the same as... But, uh, we're not alone in Germany. They beat Brazil 7-1, Yeah, No, I, I, all I would say is that the difference between the first 30 minutes and even the last 15 minutes of the, of the first half yeah. suggests that we can expect a bit more of our team but you you know, know, in the first 30 in, minutes. In terms of a template, there was I think there was one part of a template in that, and that was that we had, and this was discussed on, on TV at the time, um, that we had footballers in midfield, ball players in midfield. Mm. We had Wes Hulan playing and he was the one guy even in that first half period. There were a couple of occasions where he just ran with the ball. He just sort of ran around in circles and kept the ball. Even if it's for 10 seconds, mm. that's great. You know, that's the kind of thing. And in a way, leg, I, I think that's probably what you need as well. James McCarthy had his, by a mile, I think his best half anyway, mm. second half for Ireland. Who else is in midfield? Robbie Brady is yeah, in midfield. Yeah, yeah, they, I think, Hendrick, again, yeah. I think McCarthy was used in a role that he wouldn't have been given had Whelan been available. Yeah. And I think Whelan is now available, so he'll be put back in that role. But why? Exactly. What does Whelan do? Uh, this thing that he has positional awareness, tactical awareness. McCarthy, I don't, I McCarthy is better at playing Whelan's position and yes. Hendrick is better than better at playing McCarthy's position as yeah, it currently stands ar- in the Irish ar- team. Arguably, yeah. Mm. What do you think? I don't know whether it's to... Like Whelan has been an ever present in the Irish team, hasn't but he's, he? Yeah, and he's also had a really good career yeah. in the Premier League. So clearly, there's something there. It's just I'm not alone in Irish football fans at wondering what exactly it is because he looks like he gets exposed quite a lot for us. He, he, he uh, like during the, I nearly right off the Euros. It was just too miserable. Yeah. Was, and and he, in fairness to him, he did say. Uh, they were left stranded. Yeah, he was like, there were, yeah. there's two of us against Xavi and Yesta and some other amazing Spanish. Busquets. Busquets, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I think the frustration now, that if Whelan c- 
continues in that role and sometimes will will be limited in that role, it, we will start seeing, well, now he's preventing McCarthy being in that role and we've seen him excel against Germany, for example, mm-hmm. or whatever. So, um, Is it a personality thing, though? Because we always hear, say, with McCarthy, Trapp's always asking him to be, was always asking him to be more authoritative. We'll... Are there some players who just behind the scenes are doing things? They're they're leading maybe by their example. You talk about Richie Taylor. Mm. They're doing certain things. They're setting a certain tone within the team. Yeah, you can. You, yeah, you can. You, you can have players whose personality can impact the people around them, and their personality can certainly add to their presence in a team. Like McCarthy is the obvious example because we keep hearing that we from Trapattoni's days, um, and Liam has said it as well in, in punditry that he he kind of seems to play within himself yeah, but even yeah. even in terms of his communication that you don't see him just, now maybe quite guy yeah, yeah now maybe we need to stop <laughs> maybe we need to stop constantly focusing on what McCarthy's not and accept what he is maybe he's just a, a quiet enough fella on the pitch that he's not going to turn into someone who's going to start roaring at the center half as they do, don't do things quicker or you know hammer the wingers if they don't get back tear into the strikers if they don't hold the ball or show defeat so maybe it's us that needs to just shut up saying, you know, why isn't McCarthy something we want him to be? And say, well, well we've been watching him for years. He is what he is. Um, I don't think we will. I think we'll continue yeah, to criticise him because yeah. we want him to be something more. Yeah, it's true. And Aidan McGeady was that for a long time and mm. he, he's he's fallen away a little bit. But just before you go, Richie, um, you think we will try to play for a nil-nil or at least a clean sheet? Is I, I, I think, think we'll that would it? be the sensible approach over the two legs is not to be uh, ambitious and, 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 and you know, not to be going in to tomorrow night's game with the focus on you know can, can, can we score goal, how, how many how many goals can we pick up because I just don't think that's realistic I think when you weigh up what we've got who we're missing how we've been playing where the game is and who we're up against a sensible approach would be keep it as tight as possible right. you're on the panel tomorrow night I am looking forward to it cheers Richie cheers lads that's one of those things It's one of those things. Duffman can never die. Only the actors who play him. No, he did. No, he did. Do you think Robbie Keane just said, you know what? Any questions about me being the MVP of this league? I think he just said right there. Oh, yeah. He's got more of a plan than me. Yeah, I don't think we're being too hard on Connor there, Murph. I mean, well, we didn't say, you know, we well, just, you know, he's not, we can't state baldly that this guy's a phenomenal dickhead. As I said, quite clearly, just in case the legal eagles are listening, okay, yeah, on that particular enough. note, I think if you punch a man twice in the face for no reason, <laughs> for no reason, but, uh, keep but his feet on the ground for no reason, but also kind of there was kind of a reason of you know he kind of thought that he was doing Richie a favor by punching him in the face twice. That uh, there are the actions on that night on that occasion of a phenomenal of a phenomenal dick. We never got to the bottom. I forgot to ask Richie whether he'd already had the kebab. If you're getting that, no, there was they were standing in line. Wait, their order was. Well, that's a disaster. Then Then you're not going to want to eat food after that. You've had a few drinks. You're, you know, you're 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 out and about. Surely, the least your friend can do is let you eat your kebab and then punch in the face a couple of times. You underestimate the desire for a kebab. Yeah. uh, On.
that was that was felt on that occasion. Okay, I know he said goodbye to this man <laughs> earlier in the podcast because he was due to board a flight to God knows where, ultimately to Sarajevo. But um, well, we're going back to Heathrow. Hi, Ken. Well, speaking of keeping your feet on the ground, Owen. I can tell you that my feet are firmly planted on terra firma. <laughs> uh, what happened? Well, sometimes, Owen, you try to give too much. Sometimes your commitment to podcasting just leads you into situations that you can't control. Uh, do you remember when you were asking me about Ed and Jekko? Yeah, yeah. You were like, oh, you know, Ed and Jekko, uh, he's great. And, you know, he grew up in Sarajevo and, you know, he's had a hard time. Or maybe he's a bit of an egoist and he's blah, blah, blah. You know, I was listening to And do you remember my answer to that was sort of, Edin Dzeko is a good player. Oh, no, I knew uh, you were distracted. Yeah, that's when Ken, good players. Yeah, that's when I, I thought, you know, he needs to get his flight here. So I was trying to wrap up as quickly as... I did notice that, that you were a little distracted towards the end of the well, chat. That, that's because I was, at that time, uh, trying to feed my uh, passport into one of those passport reader machines. Uh, I, had, I put it in face up, and then, it, then the guy came over and said, no, it has to be face down. And I was trying to you know, um, articulate my uh, thoughts on Ed and Jekko while all this is going on. Anyway, long and short of it is, Alan, passport reader Ed, my passport, said, uh, you know, please enter your flight number. So I entered my flight number yeah. and then said, you do not have enough time to board this flight. And I was like, man, I can't possibly be right. And uh, the guy's like, no, no, please, please uh, come this way. And like opened up the, you know, the security guy and sort of direct me towards the closing flight gate. You know that one? Yeah. With the closing flight desk. Yeah, and uh, so I went there, and there was no one on the closing flight there. So I'm kind of then panicking, going, "Where, where is there? Everyone, oh, what's going on?" And then eventually, someone came, and they're like, you know, ty- typed in the thing, and they're like, "Sorry, sir, that flight is closed." I'm like, "You can't be serious. Like, there's 42 minutes to, to departure," and they're like, "Well, unfortunately, our flight's closed 45 minutes to departure." What? And I was like, "You, you, you got to be kidding me here! You got to be kidding me here!" I mean, I didn't, I didn't say it as roughly as I don't. I was trying to keep my temper. It's terrible when people lose their temper <laughs> at airport check-in desks and start abusing innocent people. Innocent people who are only doing their job. Innocent people, powerless pawns in the, uh, in, in the, in the airline uh, industry. Uh, I was like, come on, seriously, all I need is a boarding pass. I can easily get to that flight. You, you're telling me we can't make this happen? And she's like, no, we definitely can't. So what happens? What, what's happening? Are you coming home? Well, I've got a couple of options. Yeah, I can either I can <laughs> I, I can pay seven hundred euros to go to the game, right. or I can go home. Well, I mean, so so of the two of the two options. So what's the seven hundred? What's the seven hundred euro? How, how's it going to cost that much to fly now? Well, because you got to go to Amsterdam, Vienna, and then sorry, Avril, or <laughs> four flights, or you got to go to Istanbul, stay overnight. Right. And then go to Sarajevo, or you can uh, well, you Ken, can learn uh, a lesson. You can you can learn a lesson on commitment to podcasting. Great, but commitment to podcasting after checking in and getting your boarding pass even better. <laughs> uh, in future, uh, these uh, airports podcast calls are going to take place after I've gone to check in, got my boarding pass, and then ensconced myself near the departure gate rather than. Uh, do the call and then go to do that because you know you know what when you do that when you do things the second way you leave yourself vulnerable. I want you to talk to us next time next time around. You know if, if we're going to take some learnings from this, I want you to talk from the top of the Ryanair queue. You're the only person queuing right at the top of the queue. 
uh, that really annoying way that people do. That's what I want you to do. No, next you're, time. you're waiting. Next time, you're yeah. actually getting on the flight the, the, up, up the air steps. Yeah, yeah. you're just you're literally you're on that. that you paid bit the there. extra. There's tenor. always a couple of minutes there where you're waiting. You're right. sitting at the extra legroom seat and you're talking to us. There, there is. Well, Ken, in fairness, though, you could end up if you were to make a bold call here, you could end up going and spending some time in the Istanbul of the Balkans and the Istanbul of Turkey in the same trip. I mean, that would just be absolutely amazing. But listen, this does give you one more chance, this bonus conversation, to roll back from your 2-0. We've been trying hard. Can can I, can we have one more call and get you back to 1-0 as a prediction? Uh, no, I'd say probably 5-0. Actually, I'm glad I'm not going to be there. Uh, I'm, I'm glad I'm not going to be there to witness what's, what's, what I fear is likely to happen to Ireland. Uh, I, think it, I think it could be a painful night in Sarajevo. And uh, I'm I'm just glad that I'm going to be right. uh, at home among among everyone else uh, back in back in Ireland, you know, willing on the boys, but uh, you know, not confident, no. not confident. No. Well, listen, That's, we can uh, we could all watch it together, Ken. Listen, it's a it's a bit of a disaster for you there, but safe flight, safe flight back to Dublin. I've I've, I've had a bit of a mare here, <laughs> Owen. I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. This has not been among my travel highlights <laughs> but but just be careful if you are getting a Croatia Airlines flight at any stage they close 45 minutes before uh, departure time it doesn't matter that you can easily make it to the plane and all they need to do is give you a boarding pass they can't do that so just for future reference yep. keep that in mind that's it for for this Irish Times Second Captain's Football Podcast we will be bringing you when's the second leg Monday night yeah so we'll have the second leg uh, building up to Ireland's can Ireland overturn their 5-0 deficit we'll find out <laughs> that's the question we'll ask on Monday in the meantime thanks Kieran. thank you Owen thank you Ken thank you Kieran, and thank you Owen thanks Ken uh, thanks very much for listening and we will have that Michael Conlon interview in our other show today we're also going to talk to Shane Horgan about the uh, crisis I think you might call it in English rugby given that they've gotten rid of their coach now. This, there are four uh, different mutual, mutual consent mutual consent four different sorry. hilarious things happening thanks for listening bye bye That's the second time it's gone off. They never go home, they never go home, they never go home, those, those, those boys. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.